From Jerusalem, this is Baruch Gartner with the Living Aligned Podcast. Teachings from the Hasidic Masters, providing the tools you need to live with greater vitality, connection, and joy. Rav Nelson says clearly, not only are the first words of the book of Deuteronomy on rebuke, the whole entire book hinges on the topic. The whole book of Devarim is the words of Moshe Rabbeinu's rebuke to the Jewish people. And guess what? Rav Nachman also, at the end of his life, taught a teaching about rebuke, just like Moshe Rabbeinu waited to the end of his life to rebuke the Jewish people. And in that Torah, he brings the famous words of Rabbi Akiva, I wonder if anybody in my generation can actually perform this mitzvah as it's fit. It's one of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. Rabbi Kiva said, I wonder if my generation, somebody can fulfill it. Says Rabbi Nachman, all the more so in our generation. Says Baruch Gartner, all the more so in our generation. So what's happening? Rabbi Nachman says clearly that when a person tries to rebuke a person, but he doesn't know how, it's like kicking trash. If so, what's this mitzvah of rebuke? All of this has to do with the secret of the days of judgment, especially the days of Rosh Hashanah, Hoshana Rabbah, where Hashem judges the world. And it says in Pirkei Ovos, don't judge your friend until you reach his place. And the Sfasemis adds, and you will never reach your friend's place. It's impossible. And therefore, we have a mitzvah to judge people to the side of merit because we can't understand how each and every person was set up. And guess what? We can't even understand how we were set up. We are in the days of judgment right now, difficult days. It began with Parsha Shlach. The Jewish calendar can be divided into two. One part of the year is centered around Purim, Pesach, and climaxing with the giving of the Torah. But then all of a sudden, after the Torah is given, the Jewish people lost it at the golden calf. The summer months are difficult months. And from Parsha Shlach, we read all kinds of stories. The Jewish people lost it in the desert. The story of the spies, the story of Korach, the story of Bilam, and then building up to the three weeks Tishabov, and then finally Rosh Hashanah. These are days of din, strict justice. And we have to be really, really aware of that and careful with that. We don't want to arouse strict justice. We want to sweeten it. And in order to do it, we need to learn about it, what to not do and what yes to do. So one of the things you're not supposed to do is judge people. Because why? You don't know what's going on in your friend's world. And guess what? You don't even know what's going on in your world. So be careful. Until you reach a certain level of consciousness, you don't want to go around rebuking even yourself. Even if a person is falling to a very, very low, physical, dirty place, God forbid. This is the connection with what we talked about last week. What happens when a person transgresses? Says the Holy Svasemis, the soul leaves. He goes into exile. We learn from that two things. You're soulless, 
bad, but on the other hand, your soul remains holy, healthy, happy, pure. So therefore, that is the place that your healing begins. But when a person is in lower consciousness, he's basically trying to clean himself with trash. He's using his mind, his ego, his external self to rebuke himself, and he comes up with negativity and fear and anxiety, all the trappings of the external negative self. So instead of bringing in fresh air, instead of bringing in perfume, you bring in more trash. That's why it's imperative to plug into the higher consciousness of the soul, and it's literally a different headspace. The million-dollar question is, how does one access that holiness? Your salvation is definitely not in your brain. It's not in your thoughts. It's not there. So if you think it's there, you're making a mistake. Our minds are tainted. That's the seed of the ego. That's the madame. It's not there. It's something else. What is it? Well, it's not in the past. It's not in the future. It's not in the brain. It's a state of being. It's a state of belief. It's a state of happiness. It's a state of healthiness. It's a state of humility, humbleness, the fourth H. State of holiness. If you're having lewd thoughts, it's not there. If you're having thoughts of guilt, it's not there. If you're having thoughts of anxiety, it's not there. This is the headspace of the higher consciousness, Shabbos. Shabbos is the time that a person can practice plugging into his soul. And this is the mystical connotation of the neshama yaseira, the extra soul that a person gets on Shabbos. People might think that it comes from outer space. It's not an extra soul. It's really a higher aspect of your being that comes into your being because there's an elevation of creation on Shabbos. The more you plug into being in the present moment, the more you merit to bring that part of you into your life. It's from that state of consciousness that a person can heal himself. The opportunity is there in front of you literally not just every Shabbos but every moment of your life because you can always plug into this headspace. In fact, the, the real benefit of Shabbos is when you learn how to bring Shabbos into your week. And when you pray, you're in Shabbos. When you learn, you're in Shabbos. When you're cooking, you can be in Shabbos. You're in the present moment. And that's the secret of tshuva. Because it says about tshuva, v'ata, and now, v'shavta, Shabbos to Hashem, you're going to do tshuva. If you can hear these words, then it's time now to turn around and say, you know what, everything that happened to me was a setup. It wasn't really so bad. It was what was needed to get me to this moment of awakening. Now, instead of beating myself up and doing rebuke that's unhealthy, kicking my trash. I need to bring in some perfume. Once a person has become dirtied, whether it's through being a victim or transgression, it doesn't matter. There still has to be a cleansing process. 
And that cleansing process cannot be done from the dysfunctional mind. The dysfunctional mind is part of the problem. Part of our dirtiness, our defiledness, is our inability to use our mind properly. So the rectification has to come from a holier, higher place. That's the place for the soul. That's why the soul cosmically goes into exile, so it will be remain pure in order for us to draw power and healing from that holy soul. Once again, Shabbos is an excellent time to do that. And the way to reach that consciousness is to be Shabbistic. Be Shabbistic, meaning to be in the present moment, not be in a state of worrying about what was or worrying about what will be. But you're literally just holding a glass of wine in your hand and saying, Wow, Tov Lahodos Lashem, it's so good to thank God for everything that he's done for us. It's so good to be a Jew. It's so good to have Shabbos. In general, Shabbos is the consolation of life. According to the deepest secrets of Kabbalah, the secret of Shabbos Nachamu is how does one console somebody after devastation? How does one console someone after death? What do you say to a person? So you might, you might say, well, don't worry, everything's for the best. In a certain way, that's the idea. You've been set up. Somehow, what just happened is an opportunity. But on a deeper level, the essential consolation is what we call the resurrection of the dead. When eventually, even the dead people will be reunited, their body with their soul, and live for eternity in a state of human existence, but in purity. That's when the soul's going to have enough power from its stay in the world of souls to shine into the body enough light that it literally purges it from all of its filth, all of its smells. And then the soul and body will be united in beauty without transgression and live forever under the kingdom of God. That's what Shabbos Nachim was all about. God loves us more than we love ourselves. And we don't love ourselves so much. We're constantly using our dysfunctional mind, which is tainted because of the transgression, because of the abuse. We're using our mind to rebuke ourselves improperly. And we're pushing our soul further into exile. It's not going to work. We need a different strategy. I would like you now close your eyes. I want you to visualize yourself as being two little children lost in the forest. You made wrong turns. You've been abused. You're hungry. You're longing for love. You're longing for compassion. You're longing for a home. You would never call your friend that you're holding the hand with a name if you knew that that person was lost in the forest, that was so delicate, that needed so much love and compassion. You would never look down on that person. You would never rebuke that person. I tried to do that with my wife. You know, me and my wife are over 60 years old, and we both know that we're like little children lost in the forest. So when we hug each other, we're like two kids hugging each other. We're neshamas in a crazy world. In a certain way, 
we're as as vulnerable as we were when we were children. At any moment, we could be enticed and go down the rabbit hole and be finished. Everybody's handicapped. Everybody needs mercy. We're at the end of days here. And the Shammas have been through a lot. We're awaiting our rectifications. We're awaiting our salvations. We've been through a lot. A lot of reincarnations. A lot of lives. We have to begin to arouse ourselves and other people with the chut of chesed, with the string of loving kindness. This is the secret of the rebuke of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's from here that we wake up, from our goodliness, our godliness, from our soul, in a positive way, with love. It's exactly what Rav Nelson says. It's through love, through compassion, that a person fulfills this amazing mitzvah of rebuke. It can only be done from a place of higher consciousness, from the higher consciousness of the love of the soul for another person's soul with the desire to cleanse the external self from its foolishness. We've all been set up. We need to cleanse ourselves with perfume, with good smells, not to kick our trash around. That's a relationship. That's what you need to do. That's what we all need to do. So let's have compassion on one another. Let's not kick around each other's trash. Let's not kick around our own trash. Let's try as hard as we can to plug into higher consciousness and bring some perfume into the world, bring some holiness into the world. Always stay connected and subscribe now to the Living Align Podcast.